And this is Origin. Origin. This is Johnny Chuckles here. Another exciting episode of Origin Stories. Today I have Texas own metal band, Burial Extraction. And you know what? We're going to get it started. Here is Purified in Blood.
are backed. I bet you are so pumped after Purified in Blood by my guest here. So before I get to him, I just want to say we have open mics coming through this summer at Covenant Life Church. Uh, I have uh, June... June 3rd, July 8th, and August 5th. So if you have a gift for, for God and you love God and you want to show, show it and share it, uh, feel free to hit the Johnny Tacos podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Johnny Tacos podcast at gmail.com. And also our second Metal Grace coming in September. So, you know, it's, it's a whole huge thing for the Johnny Taco Show where we're actually... Uh, having a lot of shows. I'm going to be at the Disciple um, concert on the 19th of May to interview Disciple. So that will be a, a treat as well. So listen up for further episodes. Also, if you want a Johnny Tacos origin shirt, uh, feel free to contact me and I can get you one because I know the person who makes it a.k.a. My Beautiful Wife. So uh, here we go. And we're here with Brian from the band Burial Extraction. I have to do the metal voice, Burial Instruction. Hey, bud, how are you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful weather outside. I thought it was going to be storming and because and, uh, last night my dogs were going crazy because of the uh, clouds. To, and the only way to calm them down is actual have recording sounds of storms during the storm. So it's just weird. It's weird. My dogs are weird. This is actually my favorite time of the year. I, I love it when it starts to get warm. It's, I love it. I love the humidity. I love the heat. It's it's like my favorite. You're like uh, in bizarre world because I, I, I have I to really have the, like it. I prefer it. I, I like the cold. I like actually. I like it when it's not super cold. When it's nice, when you go outside, you can uh, relax and have a hot cup of coffee and yeah. just enjoy the sights. You know, now if it gets too hot, I, I tend to get overheated. So, sure, I just uh, I prefer. I think it's my German. Um, DNA, yeah. my dramatic. Well, DNA. not that I'd want to run a marathon, but I just I do like it when it's warm, and it's a lot better than the snowpocalypse that we get from time to time, January, February. Yeah, when they when it comes up and creeps up on us, we didn't even know it was going to happen, and then all of a sudden we're 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 stuck with ten ten days, fourteen days worth of ice. Yeah. Uh, it, it's and Texans don't know how to prepare for that. They don't. Uh, you got no. everybody up in the north. It's like a typical day for them. But yeah. here in Texas, it, toilet papers disappear and uh, food, everything is gone. gone. People think we're going yeah. to the apocalypse and there, there's there's not going to be any life out there within a couple of days. You know, like stay yeah, right. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together, massive area. Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. And I believe uh, COVID had uh, had the issue with that started uh -huh. all that really, but uh, but yeah, let's talk about you. You know, you're young. You're about twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Twenty three. <laughs> now um, double that. Double that. And you're close. <laughs> I feel like I'm in my twenties, uh, like an like five minutes out of the day. Yeah. That. Oh. 
Probably me too. Probably me too. But it's not when I get out of bed. When I get out of bed, I'm like 75. Yeah. <laughs> I feel 75 probably when I'm getting to bed. I think I probably feel a little better when I'm waking up. I'm one of those um, probably strange birds. I, I actually get up between four and five every morning. That's just when I normally wake up. So well, I, I and I like I like having that quiet time. It's actually when I get a lot of stuff done for a few hours before everybody wakes up. Yeah, that's what I do. I go in the studio and I just mess around. Um, I was in the hospital a couple of weeks for for about a week for my my blood pressure, and they thought I had a stroke. And they told me I had to live a more stressless life. I, you know, I had to look at outlets, watch my sugar, watch my salt, all the good stuff that you love to, to yeah. have. Yeah. I, I have to lower it down. Uh, so what I've been doing is I've been picking up making models to to just relax and listen to the, either music or or listen to scripture. You know, that's cool. And, uh, you know, that, that right there lowered my, my stress level down tremendously. Yeah. So I get ready for the day. And plus, yeah. it's always good to have your, your time with God, you know. Absolutely. You, you got to have your time. He said, I'm your father. You got to spend some time. It's just like us. We're fathers, right? You, you have yeah. some children. Um, yeah. We always crave a little bit of time with the kids. Not Absolutely. too much. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so growing up, uh, you're a Texas native, right? Yes. Yeah. Born in Austin. Born in Austin. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, not well, to I'm Austin up- today, not to Austin today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Austin 75 was a little different, but, um, no, actually I do. I love we're, we're up in Anna now. I'm, you know, Dallas Fort Worth area and I love it up here. I love it up here. Uh, but yeah, I was born down there. Yeah. And and your accent, it, it, you don't sound like me. So you, you spent some time somewhere for, uh, what, about 15 years? Yeah, so we uh, uh, we lived in, on, on, we moved around a lot. We lived in Austin, lived in San Antonio, and then um, lived in Corpus Christi. And when I was about, I was actually five, but I was almost six. So when I was about six, we, we actually moved to California. And uh, we moved up to the Sacramento area. And, um, uh, so I was raised out there. I, I remember I was kind of made fun of for a long time. I had, this, you know, this is the early eighties. I had wore boots to school and had a, had a belt buckle with my name on it and had a, had a thick South Texas accent. And, um, I remember one time I'm a twin. I remember one time I, so I, I usually talk with it, it. Most of the stories reference myself and my brother. So I say we a lot. Um, you're not one anyway, of those, right? The, the was that? You're not those non-binary people, huh? Not saying we, we. No, no. <laughs> no just, just most stories involve Brad and I. But oh, okay. I mean, when we were kids, we'd get called into the principal's office for saying yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And they, uh, the, the teachers thought we were talking back to them. So when I was in about, I don't know, third or fourth grade, my accent started to go away and um, I ended up, you know, I went through high school in, in California and everything. When I was 18, I moved back to Texas and the long and short stories, I kind of went back and forth between the two states um, every, I don't know, five, six, seven years. We, my, my wife is from California. My kids were born there. So, you know, come back here, go back there. Then we come here and then we we go back out there, but we've been back now for, um, I guess close to five years and I'm not, I'm not planning on leaving anymore. Yeah. Uh, to me, 
California. I have some family in there, but I just don't want to visit over there, especially uh, what's going on lately in that whole state and with with all the looting and and people, just all the homeless. You know, it's just it's really crazy over there. Yeah, it, it absolutely and uh, or it absolutely is. Sorry, I'm texting my wife. Um, <laughs> it is crazy over there. And so I uh, uh, so I bought my first house out there, but it was I don't know, it was like 20 plus years ago. And I mean, I couldn't touch that stuff. The 10 foot pole or wanted to now. So um, it, it was just, yeah, it was time to leave. And it's and I like being back. And plus, my family's here because, like I said, I was born here. So. Um, you know, my, my folks didn't stay out there and my, I have one sibling still out there, but, um, everybody's back this way, including all my extended family. So it's, it's nice to be back with, with all the family. Yeah. And you know what, you get a little taste of both worlds and I guess Texas is a little more sweeter, right? The tea is a little more sweeter. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so growing up, uh, did you live in a household full of Christians or was it? Was it difficult? No. Well, no, my, my folks were Christian. Um, you know, I mean, as I get older, I, I guess you learn a little bit more about your, your, your family. My father was a Christian. Um, my mother went to church. Um, she, uh, did not become a believer till she was probably in her thirties. Um, but we did grow up in a Christian home. It, it was absolutely a huge influence on our lives. I probably, um, really started to get more involved in, in God and who God is and what God has for us, what his purposes and plans are. And, and, um, when I was in high school, I think, you know, a lot of people just found this really neat youth group and got involved. It's actually where I started playing a lot of music. You know, we, this is, um, so this would have been the late eighties and, um, it was still a little newer to have, praise and worship bands, you know, you go to, you. it's like you go to church and you see guys with long hair. Again, this is the eighties. See guys with long hair and they're, they're playing bass and drums and guitar. And it just, it, it, when you're a young impressionable kid um, listening to metal, you know, that that's a really cool thing to see. So um, that was, that was really where I started to, um, to get much more immersed in my, my relationship with the Lord. Um, so that's, but, but yeah, we grew up in a Christian home. Yes. And you grew up the same time, same type of metal that I grew up with, uh, you know, Testament, oh, yeah. obituary, yeah. uh, you know, Megadeth, um, you know, just to name a few, you know, my, my go-to was, you know, of course, Metallica, you know, Metall- Absolutely. uh, suicidal tendencies. I, Me too. I, I went, um, always veered to those bands because you know it, it was a, a sign of rebellion it was it was yeah. uh fighting against the oppressors you know oppressors and all that stuff but um it just it, it just resonated with me a lot a lot more than just like the pop music like that we grew up with like mc hammer and all that yeah. even though i did like them when i was younger but when i turned about i think we turned about the same age when we got really into metal um you know my friend well my mom remarried and uh met a met a guy i met his son his son was really into uh testament and he goes hey you need to check this out and i'm like oh man this is awesome this is a little different than uh you know 
cult of personality or stuff like yeah. that. You know, it was, it was it was raw, and he, and he had the long hair, and I just started idolizing him. He was a couple of years older than me. You know, unfortunately, he's already with with the Lord at a young age. But I I grew up listening to that music, and and that was where my passion was at. Is that where your passion is at to 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 make burial extraction? Was that your your passion to um, pursue a heavy tone but have a Christian backdrop to it? Yeah. Um. So the way that I, I mean, this is even a little bit with burial extraction. Like with me, um. I always kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, same thing. I did some pop music or whatnot. I mean, I remember listening to even like Michael Jackson, um, you know, the, those guys. Uh, and, um, and then I think the first little bit of rock when I was in elementary school might've been like U2, that kind of stuff. And by the time I was in junior high, I was doing more of the sunset strip metal. So poison. Yeah. Uh, the Guns glam rock. Yeah, yeah, glam rock, all those guys. Um, I was real into Def Leppard. And then uh kind of like you with Testament, but with me it was Metallica. My uh, a buddy of mine brought over um Metallica and Justice for All. Oh so that was excellent. Great. That's one of their, it, the best uh, CDs or oh, yeah, it's still still one of my favorites. But that um that was the record that really introduced me into metal. I mean, I just like they we put on blackened and I was that was it. It was that was for the rest of my life. Um, and same thing. Yeah. I was really into some of the crossover. Like you mentioned, I, I grew up, I was a skateboarder. So I did, uh, some punk music like the exploited. Um, and then, but then I also listened to ST and, um, uh, oh, DRI. That was a real, I love DRI. Um, and then, yeah, I got into Exodus and Testament Metallica. So a lot of thrash metal, speed metal, punk, um, and then it kind of, and then actually really where death metal came, I was listening to a little bit of napalm. But oh yeah, um, napalm. It was actually yeah. it was when I was a little bit older in high school, and Mortification came out with Scrolls of Megaloth. Oh yeah, that, that was the record that sold me on on death metal. So yeah, my my passion was um, to take a Christian message and put it to some of that heavier music. I mean, so growing up in California, you know, you had a huge Christian metal scene there. Um, but there, there was, and then there were some great bands like there's, you know, you had vengeance rising. Um, I listened to some of the guys, what some of the East coast guys like, uh, sacrament, um, I think believers from East coast too, if I'm not mistaken. So some of those guys living sacrifice they're they're Arkansas, but, um, but I wanted to bring some of that heavier stuff. Um, vengeance rising was from Southern California, but I wanted to bring some of that heavier stuff to, to the West coast. I, I actually started burial uh, extraction, which was originally called burial. Mm -hmm. I started burial in high school, actually, um, in about 91, 92. Um, and, uh, and we, we played a few shows down in Southern California when we were kids in high school. Um, and I just kind of hung on to a lot of that stuff throughout my whole life. And, and I guess just got around to recording some of it but out of the eight songs that we have on that record um five of those songs were actually written when i was in high school i wrote those songs in high school and three of them are new that they've been tweaked obviously over the years but some of those riffs are the exact literally the exact same riffs that i wrote when i was 17 
Yeah, when when I grew up, I went into a little darker death metal. I went to Morbid yeah. Angel and Cannibal Corpse and sure, sure. you know stuff like that because uh, I used to hang out in PE with this this guy that was just like a loner had a had the uh, the blue jean uh, jacket on with all the patches and you know I just thought he was awesome you know I was like man I don't want to be a jock or anything I want to be like this dude and he's like what's up what's up yeah. he listen to this and he, he uh, took his Walkman out and put it in my ears and it was a uh, cannibal corpse I was like man this is brutal this is like attacking my ears making me feel weird he goes yeah that's that's the stuff you know carry and he gave gave me my first uh, cannibal corpse record or well cassette yeah and then it just it just uh, you know moved on to more and more but then i started going into biohazard which is like a yeah. rock rap and yeah and, you know it, i was on all spectrums of metal you know through yeah. that time because i it was just it was something that uh, everybody didn't like so i liked it you know uh, i grew up with everybody listening to uh, too unlimited or dance music or stuff like that, and I'm coming out with long hair and uh, you know doing the devil horns and stuff like that, and I just looked yeah. different. You know, I was mimicking my. He was my best friend. You know, Philip, my my stepbrother. He was my best friend, and uh, you know, uh, now that we got some raw, uh, now that we got some raw death metal. Um, Christian death metal, it's like Hard Look, Burial Extractions. You know, Hard Look. Chris does my produ my producing for my my show. Um, you know, um, mortification. You know, stuff like that. Uh, voluntary mortification. You know, bands like that. Just it, it. Just when you listen to it, you get that feel that you felt back then, but you also get a message too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also from the earlier stuff, um, the influences were, it was definitely mortification scrolls, but it was also, um, uh, like, uh, what is it? It's napalm death, um, corruption or harmony corruption, that record. Um, and I also listened to a little morbid angel and, and even a little deicide and carcass. Um, so all of those bands really were, were part of that influence, but I, but from a, from the Christian perspective, I'd say that, um, uh, vengeance rising was a huge influence and that those are the early mortification was a huge influence. And I recently, some of the, I actually didn't even know crimson thorn when I was a kid, but I, I listened to them a lot too. They're, they're a great Christian death metal band. Yeah, it's pretty cool when you when you start going into that rabbit hole and you start finding more bands. Okay. Like, okay, you know, yeah, you know, it's not um, when you um, you have a church right now, right? You go to church. Yeah. Uh, what church do you go to? Uh, I go to Grace and Peace Presbyterian. It's PCA, small okay. Presbyterian church. And do they know that you play death metal? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my my pastor and, and I have talked about it and. Um, you know, we, we have coffee from time to time. So it's a small church. It's an awesome congregation. I just love the people, love the elders. Um, I do a Bible study with them on Saturday mornings. We go through the Westminster confession, Westminster confession. Um, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's great. And, uh, you know, back in the day, that would be a whole different story because I, I, I talked to, uh, Les Carlson from, yeah. you know, from blood good. Yeah. And, 
it was a whole different uh, way of look looking for Christians um, towards the whole music field of any kind of uh, worship that wasn't just hymn based. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I mean, growing up when we did, it was de- like I don't know if you you know Keith Green. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he. I I was actually introduced to Keith Green. Uh, I mean, as a real young kid, cause my, my dad loved him and I still love Keith Green, but I bring him up, I guess, because you, you think of guys like Larry Norman and Keith Green and some of these guys that kind of started to put, get their foot in the door with, with rock and hard rock. And then, um, uh, and, and so as that started to influence more of some of the church worship or whatnot, there was definitely kind of a, a pushback to that, um, and uh, yeah, you, you didn't see that quite as much, obviously, when we were younger, but it's it's a lot more accepted now, I think. And I mean, a lot of it's because a lot of I mean, like my pastor's about my age. So we all at this point, like we've all kind of grown up with it. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's the way I'm, I see it. Yeah. Well, I also see it as is the church is finally recognizing that. You can you you have to use the tools of the world to go out there and to minister um, to to the lost. You know you can't just um, go and speak to a, a church of believers. You got to go out to the non-believers, and sometimes you have to be the band that goes out there with secular bands, and you're and you're you're spreading your your gospel. You're spreading the gospel. You're spreading your ministry out there. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, save a couple of souls out there while you're doing it. And, you know, my pastor, he grew up uh, doing breakdancing and stuff like that. So he's a little younger than me. But he understood that, you know, because Chris uh, from Hard Look goes to the same church as I do. Um, so he understands that that we use our ministry, our metal uh, to, for, for, for God, you know, it's, it's, it's for God. And a lot of death metal that is a Christian, it's a lot of old Testament and, and I love, I love old Testament. My, uh, filthy rich says you, you live too much in the old Testament. I go, well, you know, it's, it's raw, you know, you got that yeah. rawness of it, but, uh, Hey, uh, we're going to go into a break. Um, we're going to, and we'll get back and we'll talk more about um, burial uh, extraction. And you know what? We're going to rock out to victory over death. So stay tuned and we'll continue after this. Victory over time Victory over time 
right, we are back. So that song is off of your new album that just hit, right? A full-length yep. album. And this is your first one. Yeah, this is the first record. Uh, I started putting it together. Um, well, like I actually, like I said, in some respects, I started putting it together 30 years ago. But I, I picked it back up, um, I don't know, about a year, year and a half ago, maybe two years ago and started rewriting some of the lyrics. Um, it's actually, I've, I've stopped short of saying that it's a concept record concept album, but it, it does actually, there is actually a progression. There's eight songs and there is a progression. It's really, it's about God's, um, covenant promise to us. So it starts off with uh, contorted corpses, uh, about the fall of man. It goes right into the, uh, Abrahamic covenant, that God made with Abram, with Abram when he was Abram. And then it goes into slain lamb, goes into the giving of the law, goes into Christ um, and uh, the death and resurrection, victory over death. And then the, the final resurrection um, with exhumation. That's And so there's a, there's an arc through the whole record. And it kind of just talks about God's covenant province promises through all of scripture and all of humanity, all of time, really. Um, if you read the lyrics from beginning to end, you can see, you can see that progression that kind of runs through it. So I really, that was really what my passion was to kind of really share that. Uh, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of the songs actually have a lot of praise and worship in it too, because when, when I think about God's, um, covenant with us and that we don't deserve that, that he did everything for us, that he loves us that much, um, it, it, it just brings me to my knees and, um, I, I just want to give God glory for that. So there's the, the record does have that progression and that's, that's really where that came from. So I rewrote the lyrics and about, um, started recording it, uh, last summer. So when I started putting the demo together, um, and then hooked up with, uh, Derek Corzine up in, uh, Amarillo and he filled in drums and guitar and he's a master at production mixing mastering um so he he brought a lot of those elements to it too i play guitar and bass on the record but i just play bass and i do the vocals um so i wrote all the music on either guitar or on bass and then put together the demo and sent it to him and that's that's kind of how we got to where we are so I'm, it's um, it's exciting. It's it's neat that I had an opportunity to do this um, with the Karen Collective, with Eric, with Derek. It's it's been a blessing. Everybody involved. It's been awesome. Um, so it's it's been exciting. Yeah, I just the whole record just it just came out a week ago. Um, so we're we're starting to kind of see some some things move. We're uh, it's we're on Bandcamp. Um, we are actually actively looking through some distribution networks, and then of course we're you can stream us anywhere too. Yeah. And uh, just thinking about it, you know, I love a good story and yeah. the Bible is full of stories and how you're, you're, you're doing the whole, the whole covenant, yeah. um, you know, from, from song one to eight, it's just a full story. And, and it just makes you go, well, you know what? I don't think I got the full story from the song, but I want to look on the Bible and just start reading Genesis and start uh, seeing the, how the whole Abraham, the whole story about Abraham, his life and death through there. Yeah. And it is just like he, he, um, he brought Isaac 
to be slain and God stopped him from being slain is, is like he, he brought his own son and, and, you know, because he, he, he loved the Lord and he, um, had faith in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, then the Lord brought his only son to earth, Jesus to come in and he was slain. Yeah. So it was like a pre, uh, it was like a premier of what was to come when the Messiah came. Yeah. Well, and the, and the record is called a shadow of things to come. And that's what a lot of it is. See the, the, the whole of scripture, the, the entirety of God's word is about Jesus Christ. The entirety of scripture from Genesis to revelation is about God's covenant, God's promises that he's made to us. And, um, and the, uh, the, the death and resurrection life um, of Jesus. And so even through the whole Old Testament, those are all types and shadows um, that point towards Christ, like you mentioned with Abraham and his son. Uh, Slain Lamb, the song on the record, is also, it's it's specifically about the Passover, but that was also another foreshadowing. It was a shadow that, you know, um, the blood of the Lamb will be on their doors. And um, when... When God sends the destroyer uh, to and the firstborn of Egypt yeah. was taken, um, they were spared with that blood on their door, just like we are spared from God's wrath and judgment when we have blood covered or the blood of Christ covered on our doors, the doors of our hearts, so to speak. Yeah, and, and I couldn't right. say it. I couldn't say it better. You know, that's that's right because he he had he was slain, and his blood was was the uh, the life of us to go uh, like like in he's he ripped part the veil so we can get closer to God and to the kingdom you know through through Jesus cuz you know uh through him you, you you inherit the keys to the kingdom you know and i i've always i've always um was mesmerized by how one how Jesus came and he came down and, you know, he just, he was the ultimate rebel. If you, if you think about it, he came in, he flipped over tables. He, he shook a lot of, uh, of their shaky laws, you know, cause, cause people are, cause the Pharisees were more in tune with the laws. Oh, you can't do that because it's against the law. Uh, but they, they didn't have the relationship. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is that the the law is a part of that too. So that only only Christ could fulfill the law perfectly. And part of where that was coming from was that when we try to fulfill the law, we can't. We fall short of God. We fall short of His glory. We fall short of infinite perfection, which is what God is—infinite holiness and infinite perfection. Um, and so. It, we're, you know, um, we're still saved um, by the law, so to speak. Um, but the way that works is that Christ fulfilled that law be, because we can't. Right. So it's a lot of that anger, I think, towards Pharisees and things of that nature was because, you know, you, you're trying you're, you're trying to, to earn God's favor or uh, earn God's graces through the law. But you can't do it. You can't do it. Only Christ can do it. And. Um, that's that's a part of what that covenant is, really, is is God fulfilling Christ fulfilling that law. It's sort of like the the prodigal son, you know, the the brother did everything his father told him to do, 
and and he did it all to the nature but the prodigal son went out and he made mistakes but he was he 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 learned from it and came to him back and he was welcome and embrace that's right so you know and i i believe that relationship between the father and the prodigal son only got stronger yeah so Absolutely. and that's what that's what we are we are the prodigal children because we we go out into the world we we um we indulge in stuff that we shouldn't we blow we 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 just we just uh rampate our life but then when we find out that aha moment you know everybody has that aha moment that's the testament that's the testimony yes um you you turn you turn around and everything around and you embrace God. And then that, that relationship is only stronger. Amen. So, yeah. And, and it just, it's the, the Bible is so awesome. There's so much in there that people need to just crack open and, and just, and just study. You can take 10 minutes out of your life. Yeah. I know we're always busy. I know I'm busy. Um, you know, I have six children. Uh, I'm always right. busy. So, um, you know, the podcast with church, with, um, work and, and so on and so on. But there's always time to talk to God. You can go driving, have a conversation with God. Do, uh, right. You know, you can wake up in the morning, wake up, uh, wake up about 10 minutes early in the morning. Absolutely. Uh, there, there is no, um, guideline on how to pray oh, man I, I started getting a little holier look up my my skin's getting <laughs> I, saw the light. I was like wow uh, but um because you're preaching brother yeah <laughs> it's just there, there's always time yeah and just like us we want time with our children god wants time with you you're right yeah and, and if 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 you if you make time it's it's all worth it Absolutely. Your blessings will increase your, your, your love, your patience, your stress, everything will start to, to settle down. Yeah. So, but, uh, enough of that, enough of me being on the soapbox. And that's what they used to say back in the day. Yeah. Um, with, with your, your music, do you have any new music you're writing up or to continue with maybe some new tunes coming up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have, uh, uh, I've actually got 10 more songs written. Um, so there's, there's enough right there, but I, I have a, I, I won't reveal all of it, but I've got a few things in the works. We, we just launched this record. So we're going to let this one roll for a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there's absolutely some, some things coming up with burial extraction. You have not heard the last of burial extraction. So, so do you just want to do a studio, be a studio artist, or are you going to go out and play some music? I would actually like to do, start doing some live stuff. So, um, real quick, you know, when you're, when you're 48 and you're, uh, you, the last time you played in a death metal band was when you were 17, you know, got married, had a bunch of kids, have a career. It's, it's a little hard to kind of go online and say, Hey, y'all want to start a death metal band, you know, um, so, because, you know, you don't really have that, that background to, for get anybody excited, you know, who's this guy. Um, but now that, now that the record is out, I think there's going to be opportunity, um, to meet up with a couple of, couple of cats and go out and do some live shows. Um, and, you know, 
take burial extraction to another level. So yeah, I would actually like to do some livestock. Yes. Yeah. And, and because of our age, his concerts will be from 12 PM to 2 PM. Cause we yeah. have to take our naps. Yeah. I'll play the, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do the 12 to two slot. The 12 to two. He's going to open <laughs> up. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I, I just want to thank you so much, Brian, for being on the show. Um, it's awesome to learn and just just talk about music absolutely you know and um that's what that's what god wants us to be he wants us to be a family someone to fellowship with and to to grow yeah um there's so many people because i'm i'm labeled a lone wolf Uh, you know i'm i can live my life without having so many people around me you know i'm not a so my wife can say that, yeah, I, I lie that I'm not a social butterfly, but yeah. you know, if, if around people, I like to entertain people, but I'm okay being by myself. But, uh, my, my older age, my old age, uh, I found out that, you know, you need more people to talk to. Um, you need Absolutely. more because if you're stuck with your own devices, you start to, uh, think outside the box. You start um, doubting people, and you you start um, uh, trying to find elsewhere. You're 100. percent Yeah, and that fellowship is so important, and uh, and it's commanded. You know, God wants us to fellowship with Him and with each other. Yeah, to encourage each other. You know, that's important, and it's and and it's exciting. You know, it just uh, we can flame the we can flame the fire. You know, keep keep the flames burning. I guess with the fire when we fellowship with each other. Yeah. Because, you know, and it's, it's always good to have someone with a different point of view. So if you're, if you're studying in the Bible and you see one way, your way, and then the other person sees it their way, another way. And it's, it's always good to hear what people think about what, what, what did, uh, what did Moses think at this time or what, or what, would you be Abraham and bring your only son yeah. to the altar to, to sacrifice? Would you do it? I, I had a conversation with my wife about it. My wife says, I don't know if I can do it because yeah, I, I love like my it. children so much. I yeah. I don't think I could either, you know, and that's why Abraham was the, the, the beginning, you know, of the nations, you know, and, uh, he, his love for God that he, he just gave up and, uh, what he had and moved to a place where God said, this is going to be your land. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he did it on faith I, and a lot and people in this world, we don't have that faith anymore. If we can just get an inkling of that faith, the world would be a lot better to live in. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and we're, we're living in a world where, we're, we're ignoring God's, God's word. And we're making up our own things as we go. We're making up our own genders. We're switching. We're, to me, doing that is like slapping God and saying, God, you are a liar. And you don't want to call God a liar. No. You see what happens in the Bible. Read the Bible and you see what happens in the wrath of God. We tend to want to make ourselves... God, I think that sin ultimately comes down to making ourselves, and it's myself included, making ourselves God. 
And um, they're, uh, they're, that's, that's about as evil as we can get is when, is when we, we, try to, we try to put ourselves in place of where the infinite holy God belongs. Um, so, yeah, and, and all of these things, uh, you know, when we do these, when we distort facts or uh, whether it be social, um, even biblical, any of these things, it usually revolves around us wanting to be the masters of our own worlds and not not realizing that God is ultimately the master and he is anyway. So it's just yeah. exercising futility. <laughs> and because we live in a world where it's a, uh, like uh, my pastor said, a selfie world where, yeah. you know, people are taking selfies of themselves, take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of selfies because it's about yeah. me, 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 me. You know, they, they, you see them on social media. Well, this is about me, 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 me. And it's unfair, blah, 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 me, 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 me. But they're forgetting about the great I am. Yeah, you're right. hundred percent. So, you know, I think that we should be, be great ministers, great, um, shepherds to to our own children to our own family to our own uh friends and all that to to pave the way to get closer to jesus uh because i think we're, we're living in a world where people are just they don't know the word they don't know about the miracles of god they, they're yeah. they're more they, they say well i don't see the miracles i don't see them i i don't see people walking on water i don't see people rising up from them from um, bones. I don't see people going in fires and and just dancing around. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't see any of these miracles. But they don't see the miracles in front of their face. Life is a miracle. People uh, pushing away their uh, their addictions is a miracle. Uh, families coming back together from from a. Ten years of of torment of of anger towards each other, uh, pushing away the anger and coming back together. That's a miracle, you know. Uh, the miracle of life. You can get children that that you know mothers having babies, and I'm talking about biological mothers. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but uh, you know, uh, mothers giving birth to children. That's a miracle. That's God's gift. It's it's a miracle. Um, you know, there's so many miracles. Just look, look outside your door. You see the flower, how a flower bloom. Yeah. That's a miracle. You know, yeah, absolutely. Romans chapter one says that man is without excuse because it's uh, we can see it everywhere. We can see God everywhere um, his, in, in his creation. We can see that he's his truths, um, but we choose not to see them. We choose not to see those things. Amen. Amen. Well, Brian, as, as much as I love to keep talking and all that, but we're getting closer to the end of the show. I actually made this an extended version because I was having such a, a monumental conversation with you. It, it's, it's not just because we're, we're like a year apart in age. It's, <laughs> it's just uh, when, when two men of God that, that share the, the, the love for God and the love for music just talk, you know, the time just goes by quick. <laughs> That's right. That is right. And in our age, that we don't want stuff to go that quick. Right? <laughs> yeah, slow down a little. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on. And um, you're you're a part of the Karen Collective uh, yeah. group. Um, 
Your music is out on Bandcamp, uh, on all the major streaming locations. If you want a cool, cool burial extraction shirt, uh, I keep looking at it. Y'all can't see it, but the the artwork, it, the it's just it's it's just it's awesome. To yeah, me, we got three of them. It was uh, Seth Matoyer of um, uh, Brain Matter that did this artwork here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, I need to get me one. So you know, you can go on Anchor um, to get uh, to get one of these shirts. Please, uh, uh, you know, it, it is so awesome to buy merchandise from bands to show their, your support and to to show that you know because doing all this stuff it costs money buying equipment. Um, you know, just going out and. Uh, performing or just mastering uh, a new CD. The CD itself, it costs money to produce, uh, to manufacture, to do all that. But to, to, to show your support for the band and say, hey, you know what? I love what you're doing. I want to wear your shirt. I, I want to get a shirt or a hat or CD or a poster, some autographs. You know, I'm not hitting around that I want an autograph, but uh, um, it's just... Uh, it it helps it helps the um, it helps the band further on their ministry, and I'm not just talking about burial extraction. I'm talking about all the all the hard warriors of Christ that are out there slaying a day because being a Christian musician is not as profitable as being in a secular band, and we all know that because we're not doing it for the money, we're doing it for God, and just just go out and uh, check out. Uh, his merchandise and and hopefully we'll get some live performances coming soon um, and I just want to thank all the new listeners that happen to stumble upon thinking this is a Food Network show that Johnny Tacos is the king chef of all tacos I hate to disappoint because I eat them I do not make them uh, but I do have edification and that is from jesus christ through the testimonies of my guests and my constant babbling i want to thank all the diehard listeners that listen to this podcast every day almost every day hopefully you are listening to this every day and i'm not just talking to the wall um you are the sour cream that keeps this taco supreme up and delicious. And uh, if you again, if you want to purchase a origin story T-shirt or a Johnny Tacos T-shirt, uh, please email the Johnny Tacos Show at the Johnny Tacos Podcast at gmail.com. And I got bright again because, um, uh, yeah. Um, and also, you know what I do here is is out of my own monies but if you like to help support we also do have venmo and uh all the other kind of stuff that my wife set up for me that i don't even know i just let her handle all that all right so um you know what we're gonna lead out with the the new song slain lamb by burial extraction from the johnny taco show y'all have a good day or a great day. Y'all just have a day. Have a day. Go outside and touch grass is what the, the people are saying now. And just enjoy um, the fall. Uh, not the fall. The spring, summer blending kind of thing. So God bless y'all. God keep y'all. We'll see y'all next time. 